Russell Westbrook, Nas Reed, Jock Landale. Are the Pelicans going big name hunting in free agency or are they looking for deals at the bottom of the barrel? It's Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Thursday, we're looking kind of early at some potential free agent targets for the New Orleans Pelicans. And of course, thank you for making Lockdown Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday. No one else comes to you like this. Looking at the biggest things you want to know about this team, the biggest stories, looking forward to the offseason, reviewing this past season, the biggest things the Pelicans need to deal with. We cover it all here completely free five days a week. If you want to support the channel, comment down below on YouTube or become an everydayer listening Monday through Friday. We have a fun show tomorrow, which ties in today that I'll tease in a little bit, but I got to keep it secret for just a moment here because it ties into a theme that you're going to see in the first two segments of today's show. And then we'll kind of deconstruct that a little bit in the third segment. See if you can pick up on it. See if it just jumps out at you right away. So let's get into free agency talk here. First and foremost, the Pelicans don't have much money. They have like five and a half, six million dollars before they get to the luxury tax with the current roster. They don't have much money to spend. If they clear some room, they basically have about twelve and a half million dollars they could spend this coming season on one player or multiple players. So that means we can rule big names out right now. There's going to be probably no Russell Westbrook, right? There's probably going to be no Kyrie Irving, no D'Angelo Russell, no Nikola Vucevic, none of those guys. We're also not going to look at some guys that are on player options or even team options right now since decisions haven't been made on some of that yet. So you're not going to hear me mention Kristaps Porzingis. He's got a player option for $36 million. I kind of assume he will pick that up. You also have Gary Trent Jr. who could be making a lot of money next year. Could also maybe explore the open market. We don't know what they're going to be doing just yet, so we're not going to mention them. So takes the Pelicans out of the running for some of the really big names out there, though there are some names I think that you still might like. We can look at a guy, and here's the two, and as I went over in yesterday's show, I think there's kind of three areas the Pelicans need. Another big man, a ball handling guard, kind of like a lead guard, a point guard, a creation guard, and then more three-point shooting and or scoring off of the bench. So a name that I think everyone is really interested in and would love to see here in New Orleans would be Nas Reed. Currently with the Minnesota Timberwolves, out right now with an injury and not playing, and their season's also over. I guess we should mention that too. And he's a guy that has local ties, having gone to LSU, and I think people would like to see him. He's a springy big man, right, that can do a number of things and has a little bit of a three-point shot in him. This past year per game, 11.5 points per game, 4.9 rebounds. We'll get to that here in a second. And he shot 34.6%, 35% from three. It's a 
decent enough stat line. He's got a little bit of rim protection in him too. He's not blocking tons and tons and tons of shots, but it's not like he's blocking zero shots. So he's a guy, a name that, you know, is going to be an unrestricted free agent, could be in line for a bigger race. He's making $2 million essentially this year. Could you give him five? Could you give him six? The answer to that is yes. I don't know if the Minnesota Timberwolves want to re-sign him or not, or really what his market's going to be, given that he's kind of a low-usage guy that, you know, has started some games, but is mainly just a pure rotation player at this point in his career. But does he fit the Pelicans? Yes and no. If you're one of the folks that is clamoring for rebounding and they needed more rebounding at the end of games, they went small, they didn't really have a center they could trust, so they go with Larry Nance Jr. and you close really small, didn't quite work as they were one of the worst clutch rebounding, defensive rebounding teams. They were good at rebounding every other time, finishing in the top 10 in that regard, seventh best. Nas Reed isn't going to fix that problem. If you're looking for defensive rebounding to close games out, Nas Reed isn't going to be your guy. You have someone in Jonas Valanciunas, and assuming they bring Nas Reed in, maybe they're looking to move Jonas Valanciunas. Maybe they're keeping him too, but I think then there's some redundancy between him and Larry Nance Jr., and I don't think that's the way the Pelicans should really spend their money. If you bring Nas Reed in, though, and you look at his defensive rebounding percentage, Jonas Valanciunas is about 33% grabbing uh, basically a third of all available defensive rebounds when he's out there on the court. Nas Reed, by comparison, this year was at 22.8-18-20-20 his rookie year. Those numbers are right around actually a little bit worse at times than Larry Nance Jr. They're very similar players with just maybe more of an offensive game for Nas Reed, but they can do a lot of the sim- same things defensively, maybe more rim protection for Nas Reed. I don't know if that's the guy you need to go and chase. Could you use him? Yeah, Definitely. But I do think there is some redundancy there with Larry Nance Jr., which makes me a little bit nervous. Not nervous, just I don't think you need to throw money at a guy like that. Unless you move on from Jonas Valanciunas and you start Larry Nance Jr. and you just go small kind of all the time and that's your identity. We'll see what the Pelicans do with that. The other name that I think they could potentially be looking at, who I, and you know they have a chance to go and get him in free agency with his team now having crashed out of the playoffs, could be Karis LeVert. That's probably the other big name here. This is a guy you know that you could use as a six man off the bench this past year, twelve points per game. You know, for his career, he's averaged 14.1. He's gotten up to, in starts in different places here, you know, almost 18, 19 points per game, 20 at times for Brooklyn and others. But he's largely an inefficient scorer. He shot well from three this year at 39%, but his career percentage from three is 34%. He shot... 31% last season with the Cleveland Cavaliers after being traded, and he wasn't shooting particularly better. He shot um, in Indiana the year before. He was he shot 32% last year total. Those are the numbers. That's not good. I don't mind him as a bucket getter off the bench. I don't think you can get him for $6 million or less. I think you're going to need to move JV, bring him in, and then go cheap at center, and we'll get into those options next. So being one of the bigger names out there, it's still kind of like... Blah. Just nothing really moves me. And none of those really excite me. And so the Pelicans then feel like they are going for like lower, mid, 
mid, like, like lower middle class players, right. To, to low class players, you're kind of going for bargains, bargain hunting, and just kind of replacement level guys. It's not sexy. It's not necessarily fun, but it's the financial situation that the Pelicans are in. So I've got a couple of names. We're going to look at two bigs and really four guards in the next segment that I think the Pelicans probably have on their trade target board. And I'll give you those names coming up here next. And you'll start to see a theme emerge from this. So that's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by eBay Motors. I was on there today ordering a bunch of parts. Y'all know that I work on my own cars. I have a 50-year-old, essentially, Corvette that I'm working on, and I had just ordered all new brake rotors, all new brake calipers, and brake lines to get that thing stopping perfectly. Put them all in over a weekend. The parts fit exactly how I want them to. When it comes to things like brake calipers, other parts, you don't know if they're always going to fit on all your cars, those things need to fit exactly. So if you get something that's a little bit off, not the right part, all of a sudden your whole project is derailed. You can't drive anymore. And that's not a good position to be in. So head to eBay Motors. With eBay's guaranteed fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. You just add your ride to my garage and you look for the green check to know the part will fit. Or you get your money back. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back out driving in no time. After all, when the parts fit, it makes kind of the install and everything a whole lot easier. And when they're guaranteed, you just feel comfortable with that. And that's what ebaymotors.com does. So go to eBay Motors, the guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply, but get your ride back out on the road. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team. We're looking at free agent targets right now. And for my everydayers, tomorrow's show, we're going to look at trade targets. And you're going to see why we're going from free agents to trade targets. Like, yeah, that just kind of makes sense anyway, right? But as we, you'll see a theme emerge and we'll talk about it more in the third segment. It's going to make even more sense in just a minute. By the way, today, the NFL Draft, your second listen, better be locked on Saints with Ross Jackson breaking down everything black and gold and what they're going to do. Trading up, trading back. If you want to quick primer on everything go check out the show and then of course he'll be there on friday breaking down whoever the Pel- uh, the pelicans the saints drafted they better get spears a couple other guys from tulane on this team please okay so let's look at more free agent targets i said they're kind of scraping not the bottom of the barrel but you're not particularly looking at a bunch of sexy names out here just given they don't have a ton of money to spend and it's tough to kind of find guys that fit But we've identified you need shooting, and that just kind of applies to almost any player you bring in outside of maybe a big, but the big shoots threes, that's even better. And they need a a guard that can, I don't know, maybe attack the basket, shoot threes, and just move CJ off ball too. So here are some of the names that I think are going to be on the Pelicans list that I think are going to be free agent targets for them. And we'll just kind of run through them quickly here. First, I think could be Kendrick Nunn who just played with the Lakers and the Wizards this season. Not an amazing name, not an amazing player here, but he's kind of a combo guard that can give you some scoring pop off the bench, maybe. Seven points per game, shot 35% from three. He'd come cheaply. The problem is he's probably not going to give you 
the assist numbers you need. And he's more of a two guard, in my opinion, truly than a point guard. And it doesn't really move CJ McCollum off ball. You could look at a, a real established NBA veteran in Corey Joseph. Played with Detroit these past couple of years. Doesn't really give you the scoring, and he's only going to be able to play you know, really limited minutes, under 20 per game. Seven points per game last season, three and a half assists. He can do it. Shoots well from three, 39%, 41% last year. You know, when you look at that, it's not on high volume, but he can knock down shots. But again, this is a guy that would come cheap, fits into the money that the Pelicans have available. It's something, right? If you want to try and get a little bit sexier, is it Dennis Smith Jr.? Can I interest you in a guy like that? You know, his numbers have almost kind of declined every year he's been in the league as his role has really shifted from being a starter to more of a bench player. I think this is a name that the Pelicans wouldn't mind taking a flyer on. Almost nine points per game last year and almost five assists. Wish uh, Charlotte, you know, starting coming off the bench. I think they could get him in that price range. He might want a little bit more. But he's on a pretty low deal right now and was basically signed more or less as like a two-way guy, uh, G League guy for Charlotte to just kind of take a flyer on. And then LaMelo Ball gets hurt and he's there. But he's more of a pure point, I think, than any of the other names we've really talked about that can give you a little bit of other scoring. And then the final name might be um, Ayo Dasumu. And He's a restricted free agent with the Chicago Bulls. That's the only restricted free agent we're looking at here since they can, of course, match. Gives you some points, gives you some assists, doesn't shoot particularly well from threes. This is the second year in the league. He's been up and down. Wasn't bad his rookie year. Not great this past year where, you know, he started a bunch of games but also lost that starting job for a little bit too. He's a guy that, you know, Chicago's not interested in bringing back because he was just kind of disappointing and who knows what's going to happen there with Lonzo Ball. You could really look at but I don't think he's particularly great but hey if he comes cheap and you're taking a flyer on him he's young enough maybe there's a little bit of room to grow there so those are the names you're kind of looking at for the guards it's not bottom of the barrel guards but you're not far off from that none of these are sexy names and when you hear me say all of these you struggle to think if any of those guys are going to make a true difference but they don't need a true difference maker in free agency if you're rolling with CJ, Zion, and BI, and assuming that they're going to play games. You know, you need someone to run in that backcourt alongside CJ off of the bench because you're not finding a starter on this Pelicans team in free agency. I think the starting lineup more or less is set. You know, they're going to have a starting center, Zion, Ingram, CJ, Herb, or Trey, one of those, right? Like that's kind of how it's going to go. The center is still an open thing. We did a show on... Jonas Valanciunas and why I think they're going to end up making a trade and maybe they make a bigger move. Trade Valanciunas bringing a guy like Miles Turner that I don't think is going to answer a ton of the problems, but isn't going to really hurt the Pelicans, certainly, and is a guy that Willie Green would play, and that's important when it comes to it. The other option I've said is just do it cheaply. You need a starting center to play 20 to 25 minutes, and he's kind of a starter in name only, and with some of the offensive firepower you have... You don't really need them to take on a big scoring role. It's not like you have Jonas Valanciunas like, he's good, run through him more, and then they don't. Well, okay, who cares if it's one of the two names I'm about to throw out at you? And one of them I've said a lot of, and I think he makes a lot of sense, and that is Mason Plumlee, currently with the Los Angeles Clippers. Doesn't start for him, 
But basically off the bench gave them seven and a half points per game and seven rebounds. You know, Charlotte, where he started this past year, played 28 and a half minutes. He averaged 12.2 points per game and 10 rebounds. That's fine. That's fine. And when you look at his rebounding rate, we just talked about these, right? He's in the high 20s right now, 28.4% with the Clippers, around 25-26% with the Charlotte Hornets. It's not an elite number like Valachunas is, but it's good enough. It's good enough, and then you yank him, and you're not expecting him to play in the fourth quarter to close games out, and you don't need to worry about it that way. He'd come cheap. You could get him for $5 million or less, absolutely, in my opinion. So if you need a guy to play seven minutes to start the first quarter, seven minutes to start the third, then you go small with Larry Nance Jr. and maybe another big, cool. There you go. That solves the problem. You know, you could even do a guy like Jock Landale, who's just a pure center and not particularly good, but comes off the bench, does some things, and that's that. Gives you points, gives you a little bit of rebounding in very limited minutes, and is going to be pretty cheap. That's the route that they're kind of looking at. The problem with Landale is he's not a particularly good rebounder, but if you need a name and someone who could do something for you, he's certainly that, and he would probably cost you under $2 million if you got him on a multi-year contract. Defensively, I think he's a little bit better than Billy Hernan Gomez is, or you just play Billy Hernan Gomez and just kind of roll that way too. So maybe the starting center is already on this Pelicans roster. But none. you see the theme yet. None of these names are sexy. None of these names are difference makers for this Pelicans team whatsoever. They're not really going to be doing a ton in free agency, just given the lack of money and given that they're not going to attract like a big name free agent anyway. But here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. The Pelicans probably feel the same way that you do about all of these names. They probably feel exactly the same, like lukewarm at best, right? There's no name there other than maybe Nas Reed that you were like, hell yeah, sign me up for that guy. Pelicans probably feel that same way. And I guarantee you these names are on their list. So what does that mean? It means you turn to trades and the trade market because free agency doesn't really exist anymore. And I'll explain that part coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans, I love this sponsor, is brought to you by Ibotta. Groceries, school shopping, and getting a little something for yourself, you know you're already doing it, so why not get cash back for it with Ibotta? You can earn cash back on every shopping trip. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items, from produce to personal care to pantry goods. Either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and get your cash back. It's that easy. The average Ibotta user earns $120 a year in real cash back. You want to cover clothes? You want to cover a couple of grocery trips or maybe a nice dinner out at one of our many fine restaurants here in New Orleans? You can do that. And Ibotta gives you real cash back, not points. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much. With Ibotta, you get real cash back. So right now, Ibotta is offering Lockdown Pelicans listeners $5 just for trying it. Just for trying Ibotta and using code LOCKED when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store, download the free Ibotta app, and use code LOCKED. That's Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A, in the Google Play or App Store, and use code LOCKED. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday. We're looking at free agency right now. No one else comes to you like this, breaking down everything you want to know about the team concise show perfect for your morning commute whenever you listen to your podcast 
And tomorrow, we're going to be looking at trade targets. And we're going to talk a little bit about that in this segment, too. Your second listen draft day. First round, Locked On Saints. Locked On NFL, too, if you just kind of want a quick overview around the entirety of the NFL. we got all those shows here. And if you want to support this channel, become an everydayer. Listen Monday through Friday and comment down below on YouTube. Who's your top trade target? Not trade target. Free agency target for the Pelicans. Top trade target will be the question I ask you in tomorrow's show. So we just went over a bunch of free agent names. Six, something like that. Seven, eight, whatever it was. And none of them are sexy. And the Pelicans know none of them are sexy. None of them are difference makers. You know that. The Pelicans know that too. Here's the thing though. Free agency... That ain't really a thing in the NBA anymore. Think about the last time a big-name free agent hit the market and changed teams. Like, truly hit the market, right? James Harden, if he declines his player option, could technically be an unrestricted free agent. Any team could sign him, right, that has the cap space. He's going to be re-signing with Philly. We all know that. He's not leaving there, so he's not truly a free agent in that sense, right? And anyone who's good usually gets an extension done ahead of time. So you don't really have these huge name free agents that are generating tons of interest in switching teams. DeAndre Ayton maybe was like the most recent one as a restricted free agent. No one really tried to do anything other than the Hawks or the Indiana Pacers, and then he was just matched. So you don't see big names changing teams through free agency anymore. It just doesn't happen. Teams try and get something for guys they know they're going to lose, so you trade them with a year or two, as we talked about in yesterday's show with Brandon Ingram, on their deal left. So all of that means you turn to trades as opposed to free agents to really change your roster. And the good news is it's time for the Pelicans to make a move. We did yesterday's show. This is the most crucial Make or break off season for the Pelicans because things could go south really quickly. The West is wide open and you've got to put your owner to the test to see if they'll actually pay the luxury tax. So what's that mean? What that means is trade those picks. Go get someone if that someone is out there. You want a point guard that's better than Kendrick Nunn? Go trade for that person. You want a shooter? Because there aren't really a ton out there in free agency. Go trade for that person. You need another big that makes more sense. Maybe Chris Stapp's Porzingis, and we'll talk about him tomorrow, opts into his, his player option for $36 million. Go trade for him then. This team can do that. And if they're going to remake their roster, if they're going to make changes, and we've looked at some names already, and we'll look at more realistic ones, right? Trey Young's an interesting thought experiment when it comes to this team, but that's not going to happen. Miles Turner realistic we'll look at other realistic ones right trust me i'm going to do a show on trading for luka Doncic at some point when we're kind of out of time and need just caught or out of content and kind of in the dregs of the off season we're not there yet so i'm not going to waste your time with a show like that now but later in the summer i will but he's not a realistic trade target for the pelicans or really for anybody so we'll give you realistic trade targets and how this team can try and improve and guys that could make a difference that are probably attainable and gettable for the Pelicans. And I think that's worth looking at because if this Pelicans team wants to make big changes, and I don't know if they do, that's the way they're going to do it, not in free agency because of where they are with the salary cap and the limited money that they have. That's also why free agency doesn't exist really much anymore. Most teams don't have cap space to have like 30-something million dollars to go out and spend. 
It'll change a little bit with the rising cap from the TV deals, but with salary cap smoothing, and I can explain that if someone doesn't understand what that is at some point in the future, that you don't have these big cap spikes that allowed a guy like Kevin Durant to join the Warriors. That like the last big name free agent switch where you're like, oh my God, maybe it was like um, Kyrie Irving in some sense choosing the Brooklyn Nets, but you know, tr- these tr- sign and trades and things like that happen too, that kind of eliminates the true need for free agency in that sense. Masai Ujiri, who runs the Raptors, even kind of said this after in his press conference when he talked about firing Nick Nurse, that like free agency isn't really a thing. We do it through trades now. And he was right. Free agency is kind of dead in the NBA. So trades. And that's why we're going to look at trade targets for the Pelicans tomorrow. Because today, all those names kind of show you, right? That's not how they're going to improve the team. It's going to be other ways or just health with Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson. Let me know who your top free agent target of the ones I named or if there's someone I left off the list that's actually a free agent. Let me know in the comments down below on YouTube. And that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all so much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison at Nola Jake on Twitter. Be back for trade targets tomorrow.